0: I guess perfect. No, that would have been fine. You can go right in. Elastic
1: was shot in his underwear.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin as always, guys. How are we doing this fine evening?
1: Doing great. Really look great. Really and truly, really and truly great. It's uh, what I'm going to say from now on because that's a normal thing to say
0: really yep. and truly yeah, that's, and you
1: say it so convincingly yeah, too yeah yeah like, how do you feel about this really and truly uh, I think drafting Saquon was the best thing you could ever do the second pick that's how I'm going to operate yep.
2: so we're getting right, get right into it already uh. well, well I, I I just can't wait until it's at least 30 years from now and Dan's still lamenting that Oh, no, I can't no.
0: believe they use their second-round pick on Saquon!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just hate everything Dave Gettleman does. And when he says stuff like yeah, really and truly like 13 times in the same interview, I want to kill somebody. Full-blown love with the truth. Uh, oh, Dan,
0: you want, do you want to give us your thoughts on that uh, that minute Dave Gettleman clip defending the Saquon Barkley pick real quick?
1: Really and truly, I have nothing left to say. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing... You can, I mean, it's like, you know how like... A, like, like Russian uh, spies and stuff create bots to just spam Twitter. Like you can just create like a Gettleman bot and, and put it, just put a time stamp on and say, "I want two minutes of Gettleman talking about you know X,Y,Z topic, and it'll just come out and just be a whole blob of nothing and you know, like no self-realization or, or uh, understanding of, of where he is in time or space or how it affects the world around him. So uh, he's the worst.
2: I, 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 I just, I'm always just so flabbergasted by the idea that both him and, and John Mara, and I, I guess you could put Steve Ch- Tisch in, in this as well, Like they just keep like hoping and willing or trying to put it out there in the universe that he's going to be right one of these times. Well, don't worry. It's okay because Mara said he's looking for wins this year. Oh. As,
0: as opposed to all the other years when he didn't say that. Good right, idea. Before the season started. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all solved now. He's got it. Oh, just pack yeah. it in we're ready yeah we're gonna go 18-0 and because
1: it's gonna look for the wins
0: not getting a bye week we're gonna play
2: an extra game yeah 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 and win that too they're, they're gonna they're gonna schedule a friendly for that week
1: <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a grit game for grit extra grit bonus points
2: that's
0: a that sounds like a Joe Judge led yeah, team yeah, to me yeah yeah uh, because uh as we said last week we are now part of the Pigskin Podcast Network and I didn't say Pigspin, even though I want to because it's cool um <laughs> So, yeah, uh, there's like 32 other or 31 other pods, one for each team. I also think there's one for like tech, a Texas college football, like Alabama. There's a lot of cool pods out there, so check them out there at pigskinpodnet on Twitter. You can get all the links to everything on there. Again, also follow Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you guys want to get in touch with us directly, you can email us at Big Blue United podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if we want to just get right into, I guess, the Browns game, since that was, you know, they were practicing with the Browns all week before the game started. Uh, The combined practices, I always think, are kind of cool. You know, usually there's a big brawl. Uh, I I saw that uh, Shepard fought Troy Hill at the end of practice, not during it. And I want to say one thing about this. This is the first football fight I've seen where they're not punching each other in the helmet. They actually didn't have helmets on. So props to two guys in the NFL figuring out how to actually have a physical altercation the right way.
2: Um, Any thoughts on this fight or any of the the combined practices, uh, Colin? I love the combined practices. I think it's it's great for the development of uh, the mindset and the physicality of going into the regular season because when you're just hitting the same, same color jersey all day, it just gets so stale, and I don't think you can really uh, grow or, or, or build on anything until you see someone else and, and not know what their tendencies are and, and so on and so forth. I love it. I, I think you're seeing more of it now. I mean, they've been doing it for years, but I think they do it even more now than they ever did. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong doing it uh, next week with the patriots too so exactly only only two days for that one right it's thursday and friday i believe yeah i believe you're correct um as for the fight uh what i do have to say about it is i want to commend the photographer more than anything else because it <laughs> the pictures are were so good that it looked staged i mean granted it was about a 15 second thing and nobody landed a punch because people were pulled off of each other instantly but the pictures were incredible i mean uh, S- go ahead just, just talk about and,
1: like, shepherd's biceps we know that's what well i mean he looks to.
2: massive <laughs> he looks massive i know it was the same thing we were, we were talking about uh daniel jones last year i think it's sterling shepherd this year the number three maybe it looks makes him look bigger because yeah. there's more of him and less numbers i don't mm-hmm. know
1: interesting theory
2: <laughs> yeah i think uh, last year we we said the word glistening at least
0: like 15 times in our first like five pods yeah which is a record, I think, for any podcast. Well, well, who's who's glistened so far? Uh, uh, I like uh, who's glistened. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess. I mean, they're all professional athletes, so uh, I mean, Nick Nick Gates is probably has the best uh, physique on the team. I would say.
2: Oh, his 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 belly has been glistening blessed. belly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we my... got to stop talking about bellies. I think it's every every episode
0: now. Ah, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we're old, man. It's just to keep. You forget what you said last week. You just keep saying the same thing over and over again. Like Where how many times? What's going on? Like, is the offensive line still bad? We haven't talked about that in a while, right?
1: Have I mentioned how much I hate Dave Gettleman yet?
0: I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> Not even this episode, even. <laughs> so, so again, um, we saw limited starters in the first game. I think it was just the four four starting O-line. All got 18 snaps apiece. since Shane Lemieux, he was injured at that game. And then we saw zero starters getting any snaps this week
1: can can i just tell you like 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 what what's like a great sequence is uh to get to get amped to watch a preseason game um it shouldn't take much but when when the owner of the team comes out and explains how he uh he he's really you know pumped on the uh, the penalties for Celebrating and taunting and, uh, and, and you're taking the fun out of football and then the head coach follows it up with saying oh none of the players that you need to see or want to see that are of any consequence will be playing these preseason games that got me really amped up to watch this preseason game at one o'clock on Sunday um, while the, the impending hurricane was coming down on us um, I was just
0: going to say the only reason to, that I was interested in watching it was because I was stuck inside all day so what else are you going to do? Oh
1: man I don't know I tried to Bloody- watch it my, my brain sort of glazed over um, you know, every like 30 seconds when it was just, I don't know. It was, it was, there's things to look for in in, in these preseason games. Like, it's like, Oh wow. I forgot, you know, Mike Glennon looks like that. And, uh, he can actually like, like move on a football field and and complete a pass. Like that was nice to see. We have a backup quarterback. I don't know if he's Daniel, uh, Daniel Colt McCoy good, but we have one. We might be a brewing controversy. You never know. I'm going to keep tabs on that for everyone. um,
2: I mean, not for nothing though. If nothing else, he'll stick his neck out for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, And and that—that's a skill that's that you can't teach, right? That's just innate. Um, I don't know.
2: I'm a big little worky guy now.
1: Oh yeah. Don't care
2: about gliding at all. I've got some some interesting uh, things to say about him. I I don't know if you heard any of like the the negativity that surrounds this guy. I didn't. No, please explain. Uh, I read one story that. I guess some dude went to school with him. I mean, he, he's got all sorts of records at Michigan State. He was pretty pretty good, I mean, all considering. But I guess he wasn't known for his work ethic. And regularly, if this guy was out on a Thursday night, he was still out at like 1 a.m. every week. And he wasn't like, not like, you know, everybody sh- should be allowed to party and all that, but whatever. But like, as a starting. Division one quarterback, you'd, you'd want a little more than, you know, hit the books a little bit more and study. So, I don't know, maybe he's he's grown up a little bit, but he did look pretty decent with only a week in of, of being on this team. Yeah. So. I mean, as long
0: as he was a good tipper, I think that's the only thing that matters yeah. if you're going out late mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't point. matter to me, you know.
1: Take care of the staff.
0: Good. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, Just jumping in, back in, do you guys yeah. care that the start, no, we haven't seen any starters other than the four offensive linemen, Colin?
2: Because um, the- Considering that's only three games now, I think it just kind of changes the whole preparation process. So I think that goes into the, the thought of it. Um, of course, I'd like to see more of the starters, but because that there, there isn't that last game, the third game is that dress rehearsal going right into the season. And I actually think that's a positive because you can carry that over the next week instead of having that last fourth game just be the, the dregs of the roster and then maybe a, a chance to cool down before... Heading into the regular season, so uh, I'm okay with it. I mean, I for entertainment value, of course, I would rather see people that are the best on the team. Uh, but uh, I, I understand it from a coaching point of view. Any thoughts there, Dan?
1: I, I know it makes doing you know pods a lot harder because there's a lot, lot less the uh, you know meaty subjects to talk about as far as uh, players we all know. But I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't. I feel like you know the Giants aren't really too much of an outlier and not having any starters go in, in these first couple of games. A lot of teams are doing it. Um, again, like these players, if what they say is true about, you know, these, these you know, these inner team practices where that's where the real work gets done, I, you know, I trust that. So I guess it doesn't matter. It's not for us, the preseason, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just keeping people healthy. I think that's really, really what I'm looking for in this upcoming week is that we're able to hopefully have, you know, 11 guys on each side that are actually healthy which would be which would be great and then you can get a real sense of what we have moving into the season
0: yeah I mean it would be nice to see Jones with you know I think last year he had like two series with all of his weapons like the entire time he's ever been a starter Yeah, I mean, when it it comes to the preseason for me, I think we've always seen something like very, like a very formulaic over the, you know, with the schedule the way it was with the four games, the first two, you might see some starters, third game, kind of dress rehearsal, fourth game with the fringe guys. I think a new formula is sort of being developed now. And I I don't really mind because I guess Judge was just trying to get people some snaps that he had to cut, make sure everyone got a fair, fair shake to make the team or not. So, I mean, I think we'll kind of see a formula come to fruition over the next few seasons. But for now, I mean, as long as I think we get some work for the guys next game, which is what looks like the case, I think then everything is going to be cool. If I want to just jump into talking about this game, obviously preseason's preseason. You know, we're kind of seeing a vanilla version of everything. Uh, the starters didn't play at all, as we mentioned a thousand times already. Um, anything in particular you guys want to mention about this game? Any players you liked? Any units you thought were impactful? Any guys that looked bad? People who
1: look like they need to improve, Dan. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, based off this game, it looked like our second string, our, our 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 depth players held up fairly well against. You know, our offensive line held up fairly well against the Browns' secondary players. Um, it's just hard to say. You know, based off this game exclusively, like like who really needs to step up. It, it was a pretty mediocre performance. I think we had you got um sort of trounced in as far as like statistically in, in yards um and possession and stuff um in the first half at least um then i sort of faded on it but um i don't know step up i guess Devonte booker has to be really really good to, in order to justify his contract <laughs> um he played he played all right He played fine he did. but like you know context i don't know there's just not there for me right now um I don't know. Do you guys have any anyone that you, that you think has it in them to um, excel and hasn't been doing it?
0: I mean, from last year to this year, I think that Julian Love looked pretty good in this game. Um, one drive, he had like four tackles. I mean, he didn't play a lot of snaps. I think he only played like two, 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 two series. But I thought he looked better than he did last year. I think Carter Coughlin's a guy that looks pretty good, um, get generating some pass rush from the inside. I think some of the backup O-linemen, I I think they were giving Glennon some time to throw the ball, Lorkey some time to throw the ball. Um, You know, Glennon was 10 for 13, 86 yards. Those are pretty good numbers for, you know, the limited action he saw too. Uh, The offense had 120 yards on the the ground. Uh, Booker was averaging 4.5 yards a carry. He had two catches also. I think there were some positives. There were two – the two, you know, scoring drives obviously were – the ones to look at but there were definitely a period of i think it was five punts in a row where the offense wasn't doing anything and, and on the other side of the ball you know we usually don't say anything bad about the defense that first drive the Browns had the ballman like harry carson just like these guys are not sitting on the edge they're taking bad angles i thought zemenis particularly looked like kind of lost even though he did have a big sack on that drive which is his only tick on the stat sheet all game but again had limited action um I mean it's it's the second string guys. I thought they, you know, looked like second string guys and, and with some positives and, and I think those backup O linemen might be a little more worthwhile than we were expecting with, you know, the retirements and we were I was a little doom and gloom last week, but I kinda like the showing they had.
2: What are your feelings, Colin? Well I mean well, who did I talk about last week who stepped up this week? It's David. It's the David Sills show. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped on what he brings, especially because he's kind of like that surprise back-end wide receiver kind of uh, depth. I mean, I don't know. I haven't really noticed him on special teams like we were talking about. I'm sure he's going to have a role there, but he played great. Uh, you already mentioned Carter Coughlin. He had a great game. I mean, him moving to the middle was a very interesting one because, I mean, I think he just... He only knew the outside in college and, and even before that. So I, I thought it was quite the leap to go into the middle, especially if he's going to be dependent on at, at any point to be calling plays. But it doesn't seem to be. I mean, it, it's actually kind of interesting how much they've been rushing him in the middle. Um, well, he he had he struggled in coverage, so I think that's where well, yeah, I mean, he's he, going to be. Yeah. Well, he's going to be a first, second down Absolutely. Uh, linebacker for certain. Um who I would have liked to see play a little more, and I, I think this is the one thing that's like a, a very grain of salt situation because if you're going to sprinkle in anybody to to depth to you know second third strings, maybe a, a, a what you consider a, a, a starting offensive lineman, I would have liked to see uh, Matt Pert just in there a couple of couple of plays, I want to see more from him because he's going to be looked to as having like a very big role this year. Whether or not he's deserving of it, that is to be seen, but he's going to have one. And if I, if I could just see a little bit more, and I know everyone's just so worried about the, the depth and, and lack thereof and everybody getting hurt, and that's the main reason why you're not seeing these guys. Um, frankly, I would have liked to see Evan Ingram play with all, all the teams, uh, starting from the third going to the to the first and play <laughs> so, all the time. Should be on, on defa- defense also? Well, why not? Him and Matt Cole can do it. I love that. I love that judge just
0: likes Cole but knows there's probably not going to be space for him in the wide receiver room. So he's like, you know what? Maybe we need a quarterback. Get back there. He he. Big Matt fan. Cole, he,
2: he played 43% of special teams, 31% of defense, and only 8% of offensive snaps, and he was signed to be a wide receiver. And he played yeah. pretty well. And he went to, you know, McKendree, the U, uh he was great I, I love love seeing like that people like that it's it's
0: incredible so yeah yeah there's a few fun guys on the team this year but if we want to go on the opposite side of this token um on august 31st teams need to be down to 53 players so giants i think just cut down to 80 not to maybe it was yesterday or the day before uh it, who's the guy that you guys you know want to see cut immediately Um, I'll just take the easy one because I did the outline and I got to pick first. So I'll go Sam Beal. Good stats here. So he played 55 snaps against the Browns. He was targeted four times, gave a a completion on every single attempt, allowed 34 yards with an average 8.5 yards uh, per reception. So for a guy that the Giants took uh, in the supplemental draft in 2018, invested a third-round pick, he, ha- he got injured his first year on IR his second year opted out in COVID, his his third season and now in his fourth season is just getting picked on and not looking like you know the type of player that people thought he might have been coming out of the draft I think at this point the Giants have you know nine quarterbacks and far more many defensive backs than that and there's just no space. For this guy on this team anymore?
2: I, I don't. I don't even understand why they're sticking on with him, uh, considering the fact that what was it? A, it was a weapons charge that went under the radar <laughs> that somehow yeah, the media yeah, didn't yeah. find out about. Like, come on, why are you sticking with this guy? Enough is enough. I mean, he was granted he was hurt all of last year, and he was a supplemental third round pick, and he hasn't shown anything, and he seems to be a bonehead. What is there loyalty to, to this kind of a character? Who I'm, just I mean, they didn't like get. Garbage?
0: They didn't give DeAndre Baker a shot, and he ended up being cleared. And they cut him, and now he's on Kansas City. I mean, he's probably happier over there. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why, would, you know, it's a really good point. Why would you stick with this guy when you just were moving on from Baker? I guess it really just is the Hubris. amount of coverage. Hubris. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Colin, who do you who do you want to see off the team?
2: Or... Oh, this was a really this was a tough one. Obviously, because Beal was the the perfect choice of of, uh, of a question here. Um, uh, th- this was tough because I liked this guy when he when he first uh, came to us, and which was not even that long ago. I think it was only two seasons ago. Devonte Downs. Uh, he started out strong. He seemed to be kind of one of those long shot guys, and he showed a lot in um, in preseason and when he was pressed into playing with with injuries that that first season. But I don't know. He he kind of just ran out of gas, and all the, these younger guys that we've been drafting the last couple of years just kind of passed him on the roster, and he, I don't know, he, he looks stale to me, and it's it's tough because he's got a pretty good special teams presence, and you know how important that is to Joe Judge. I mean, that, he can stick on the roster on that alone, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you took that much of a a, a regression, I, I don't really see the point of having you stick around, so... He's my guy there. Mm. Dan,
1: yeah, I, I was gonna say Matt Cole, uh, just because he went to McHenry. W- what is that? Is that a that's that's a school?
2: It, it is the oldest university or college in Illinois history. Why do you know that? I looked what? it up prior to the po- the podcast. <laughs> doing the
0: doing the real research, yeah. real deep in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked up
1: their total enrollments twenty three hundred kids. So nice. Uh, yeah, uh he could go cuz of that. Um I think it's it's just it's funny that there's always like a guy like that that's the like the utility player that can play all across every special teams, offense, defense cuz Joe Judge worked for Bill Belichick at some point, so he needs to have you know be looking for those guys to uh, yeah. keep up his bona fides. Um so he can go or I would also uh suggest Chad Slade leave because I hate his name. What a stupid name. Chad Slade
2: Yes, yeah, just... it's it sounds made up.
0: No, the worst name on the team is Jonathan, spelled J O N O. That just is is very infuriating to me. and I don't know why. <laughs> Every time I read it, I'm like, who? Oh, did somebody make a typo? Is this actually how this is spelled?
1: I like I like the name Jonathan because it's it's sort of like two names in one, which I never realized. It's like Joe Nathan. You ever think about that? It's Joe Nathan. That's a good point. Think about it. Just, <laughs> just let it run it over your head over and over again for a little while. <laughs>
0: let it roll um so speaking of the guys we want gone is there anyone on the team that you guys think might not make it but you would like to see them make it colin
2: well i have two here uh and i don't want to steal anyone's thunder if dan you have someone in mind Uh, i'll just say the first one and i'll let that roll and if you don't see the second i'll have to chime back in with it um rice and john has flashed for me i mean he's six seven i don't even know how heavy he is but he's a a former wide receiver Canadian wide receiver turned uh, tight end and he's seemingly catching everything that's coming to him. And, uh, I was listening to, um, Bob Popper, uh, say during the broadcast that, um, the coaching staff has, has commended him for his improvement in blocking in the last year because he, he showed up and he was pathetic in that, that department. Apparently he's, he's done a lot better since. And, you know, I, I was a wide receiver in high school. Barely, we didn't throw the ball, and I was number 44. So when I see a, a guy catching the ball, number 44, not that that would stick, because uh, head of Bo's got that uh, that number. But I don't. Know, I like to see him stick around. Uh, more more pass catchers and blockers, the better. I think I think he's injured though, Colin. I know, I know that. I know, I saw that. But it, it they didn't come out with um, uh, what the lower leg injury was. It, they don't know if it's could be Achilles. Sort of people people think it's Achilles. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even see that. Well, alright, well then say who who you want to stick around and then I'll chime back in.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I think <laughs> I think it'd be great if David Sills, uh, the fifth, made the team. Um, it'd also be great if they cut him, too, because that'd be hilarious as well. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he, he brings something to the table as far as like real size in the position. Because uh, you know, maybe he could be a fill-in for Kenny Galladay, who has yet to produce anything for us. Hopefully, he'll get well, the, right before the yeah, season you, starts. You, he's not going to really um,
0: produce until the season starts. So, you know, uh, you mean he just hasn't been on the field at all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 You yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, know, our top two wide receivers. Um, so I don't know, David Sills to make a make it come full circle with his performances the past two years of preseason. I don't know.
2: All right. I think he's he's already he's already stuck it because of those injuries. They're going to keep him around for that sole. And then just that, drop him like, down to the pressure squad
1: <laughs> when they come back.
2: Um, but of course, I mean, you, you you can't leave out Sandra Platzgummer. Yeah. I mean, you, you're Austrian, dude. He's it, uh, he had that one run last week that was he ripped it off from the two. It was just amazing, and everybody was pumped up mm. for him. You love seeing that kind of stuff. I mean, he probably won't won't make it, but um, it's just cool to see him.
1: He he didn't get any carries right this week. He didn't he didn't touch the ball this week.
2: No, which is kind of telling in itself. I mean, maybe they think highly more highly of him. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, who knows? I mean, Joe Judge went into this kind of saying like this was the the game for a lot of the lower. Um, depth guys to to kind of shine to to, to either stick around or, or show off to other teams to possibly sign them after they get cut so i don't know to be seen
0: uh yeah i'm probably gonna go like wide receiver too and i do think sills will will make the team but i think the real question for me is either board or john ross for that last spot or maybe the fifth spot with sills as the sixth wide receiver if they do end up keeping that many guys maybe seven who knows um but I like Board a little more. Ross has been hurt. I like Board. He he actually was like the fastest kick returner. Um, I think it was like almost 20 miles an hour that to play uh, and in all preseason games week two, which is cool. So I think he just has a little more upside on special teams than Ross does, and I think that's an important thing for a guy you know who is going to be lower tier wide receiver on, on a team. Um, if we want to look forward to the next game, as we said before, uh, Johnson be practicing with the Patriots. We're finally going to see some starters. Uh, Judge has already committed that Jones is going to play the first half. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this game? I mean, I don't. I'm excited to see the players. I guess the number one thing I should ask you is like, do you guys expect to see Saquon at all playing, Colin?
2: I think you'll probably see him. Just because you don't expect him to be out there at all, you'll you'll see him play a series. That's uh, I'll, I'll give it one series, regardless of if it's that's a play what I want to see too. It's one not. series, yeah, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, like
1: get him like one good touch where he shows yep. like oh he's still awesome, and then like like take him like off.
2: throw him, throw him one ball, let him run once, and just don't don't ask him to block ever again. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a bummer he couldn't uh, really work on that this offseason because he's too busy you know rehabbing. That's a part of his game that's always going to be uh, contentious, I guess, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Anything particular you want to see from the Giants this, this week? I mean, for me, I'd just say no three and outs, no turnovers, and just a little bit of a pass rush would be all positive things for me. Maybe, you know, Jones having some time to throw the ball. Uh, anything particular you feel like, Dan?
1: Yeah, I mean, offensive line is number one. Um, see what we have in our, our top – of the depth chart guys, if they can get some push for a run game, that, that'd be great. Um, I'm also, hopefully I'm really interested in like the, the, uh, outside linebackers. Um, I want to see Lorenzo Carter. Apparently he's been tearing it up and I, like from what I've seen in, in previous years, he looked awesome. So if, um, he is, you know, actually stepping up, I'd love to see what he's doing. Um, and uh, I want to see what he He's doing. Um, I, I feel like, there's a huge need obviously for pass rush and i think there's a lot of guys with you know great resumes and credentials that just haven't um that are either new or rookies or, or just haven't had a chance to to really put it together and, I, and i'm keeping an eye on them so if they get some extended play i really want to see what what kind of havoc they can wreck
2: yeah I, I want to see uh, just going back to defense I mean the obvious is the offensive line um, I think there was some hope with the with the backups for this past week we'll see if that translates to the, to the first team but in terms of defense uh, I think there was a, a big emphasis on Patrick Graham's part in implementing more of his man style. Uh, with the secondary, I think he did a lot more zone last year than he wanted to because he was uh, still trying to build his, uh, his, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, not theme, but like his, his whole mantra. And, and it's all about man. And I think he started to gather as you we've all seen the secondary stacked. So I think he's able to do uh, more of what he wants to do. And that could help with the pass rush uh, one, you know, hand in hand. Uh, also, I, I wanted to add in too uh, someone that I thought that I needed that needs to step up a little bit more, and not because he hasn't been given a lot of chances, but I, I want to see him flash because we have a lot of hope for him, and that's Xavier McKinney. That guy needs to to be that star that we hope and and really wish he he can be, and he has the talent to do it. So I'll be looking for him. Yeah, I mean, know, uh, only ten
0: snaps against the Browns, so we've not seen a lot of him. But yeah. you know, I expect him to fully be, you know. Playing in the secondary quite regularly, and I, and I and I totally agree with you, man. I think he definitely has star potential, so that's going to be a fun guy to watch all season. Um, I guess with that, guys, we're going to take off. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, again, follow Big Blue United podcast, or sorry, Big Blue United on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please follow our new sponsors, the Pigskin Podnet at the Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, and have a good night. Peace.